Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing.
remember Jesus put them to shame All hell just trembles For they must obey And heaven stands at attention When I mention that name And heaven stands at attention When I In Exodus, the Bible tells us that God spoke to Moses and said, I want you to take a lamb and shed the blood of it, kill it at the doorway, right in the door of the house. There's to be a lamb for each house. Take the blood, put it over the doorposts on each side of the entrance. When the death angel passes over, the firstborn on the inside of that house will not be killed. That is, if the blood is over the doorpost or on the doorpost. There will be safety within that house. You know, we enter into a marriage covenant. We not only have a covenant or contract with God our Father, we also have a covenant with our mates, the husband with the wife, the wife with the husband. In the beginning, God said, I will make Adam and Eve as one flesh. He took the bone out of Adam to make Eve. He said, I will make them one. They will embrace or cling to each other, and they will have a covenant relationship because they will be as one. In Matthew 19 and 6, Jesus said, what therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. We delight in the word of God. In his word do we meditate or think on, talk about, sing into, sing the scripture day and night. Talking about the marriage covenant today on the hour of anointing. Matthew nineteen six. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder or part. Because marriage partners are in covenant, they are like one, they have the intermingling of their natures, they have a covenant with God and with each other. And because of that, all of the children who come from that marriage belong to God and enter into the covenant promises. Paul illustrates this covenant relationship in Ephesians. In uh, Ephesians 5, he says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. How's a husband to love his wife? Well, he's to love her as Christ loves the church. Paul commands this to be done. Well, somebody might say, well, if you had my wife, you wouldn't love her. She's terrible. She doesn't keep house. She looks ugly. She smells bad. She doesn't cook. She's mean to the children. She's nasty to me. And you may be a wife saying that about your husband. <laughs> but the Bible doesn't say husbands love your wives because she does all the right things and uh, looks right, smells right, acts right. It says, husbands, love your wives because you are in covenant relationship. A good example of this relationship is found in the Old Testament. Jacob had two wives, Leah, Rachel, remember those ladies? He never wanted Leah. He got stuck with her. He worked seven years to get Rachel, but got Leah instead, and he had to work seven more years for Rachel. Fourteen years he worked to get Rachel, and he still had to keep Leah. Leah was ugly. Jacob didn't love her. But God wanted Jacob to love his wife. So to help him love Leah, he closed up Rachel's womb and only gave Jacob children through Leah. You say, well, why is that? Well, because we're not supposed to love by emotion. We are supposed to love by faith. And that's why some people fall out of love with their mates. They try to love by emotion. When the emotion wanes, then... 
we've got problems. Going by sight rather than by faith. Eventually, Jacob learned the lesson. Since God later opened Rachel's womb and gave her a child, Jacob must have finally learned to love Leah. Because, see, faith worketh by love. It may not have been easy at first. He probably went to her and said, not too enthusiastically, Leah, uh, I, I love you. Was likely said less than wholeheartedly. But it was a start, and that's faith, isn't it? Jacob certainly wasn't walking by sight. But each time he said, Leah, I love you. Next time he said, Leah, I love you. Then Leah, I love you. It became easier the more that he said it. It's kind of like using your faith. It becomes easier. God brings to pass those things that we confess. That isn't the end of the story. When Jacob was buried, he wasn't buried with Rachel. Before he died, he asked to be buried with Leah. When he began saying, Leah, I love you, then the feeling followed his faith. He walked by faith, and it changed his life and his feelings about Leah. If your marriage is not working as you would like it to, you live by sight, then try living your marriage by faith. Paul shows that the covenant relationship means uh, that Christ and his church, uh, that Christ loved the church in such a way. It's like a husband and a wife loving one another. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, Paul wrote by the Holy Spirit, and gave himself for it. That means he gave himself up for the church, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones, Ephesians 5, verses 25 and 26 and 30. And you know, this is a day and time that the enemy is trying to disrupt marriages and it all and it doesn't start with big things it starts with just not really caring the bible said in the last days that men will be lovers of their own selves heady high-minded and so forth without natural affection you know what would be a good thing for you my dear lady and you my dear sir to start saying i love my wife or i love my husband i have natural affection for all my family members and that would all be in godly in a godly way I have natural affection for my wife. I have natural affection for my husband. Our children and our family, we have natural affection one for the other. Christ and the church are one. A husband and the wife are one. The church is of his flesh and of his bones. When Adam saw Eve, that's what he said. She's bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. There's a covenant relationship that makes Christ and the church one. And there is a covenant relationship that makes husband and wife one. Jonathan and David are another example of two people who entered into a covenant relationship. And we read about it in 1 Samuel 18. When they entered into the covenant, they exchanged coats. They exchanged weapons. They vowed to each other, if anything happens to you, I'll take care of your children. There's no question that David took care of Mephibosheth, Jonathan's son, after Jonathan's death. When we entered into a covenant relationship with God, we exchanged clothing. What did we give God? We gave him our dirty rags of unrighteousness. What did he give us? A robe of righteousness. The Bible says we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And aren't you glad you made the swap with God? What else did we exchange? Our weakness for his strength. He gave us his weapon. That is his word, the word of God. The word is our sword. 
I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to the Hour of Anointing. Today's offer is something we call the Whole Nine Yards Collection, meaning everything we've got. Well, almost everything. This collection includes all of my solo music CDs, plus the instrumental and children's CDs. And as a bonus, we send you my songbook, plus some other goodies. For a complete list of what's included in the David Ingalls Whole Nine Yards Collection, visit the product section of my website, diministries.org. Just think, you can now have every song that you hear on this daily radio program in your own music library, all at a special price. Here's my announcer to tell you more. To order today's offer and additional David Ingalls products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.